All right, guys, we're going to start the second half of the special episode with Julian from Believe Supplements in Canada. Uh, now, Julian, I think people really need to hear the story of how Believe started, right? Because, I mean, you had a reason for, um, people don't know this, right? He manufactures his own products up yeah. in Canada. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason that you started manufacturing your own products. And yeah. uh, I would love for you to share your story. Well, it started back in the days. Um, so I had an opportunity with... Uh, supplement brand I was athlete for to launch my own SKUs and uh, I sell I sold these SKUs for a couple months and everything was good and are we allowed to know the name of the brand no okay <laughs> so <laughs> so batch after batch everything changed all the time like the powder colors like the, the, the texture all the powder reacts in the water so I kind of figure out they were cheating my products uh, without telling me so uh, I quit the industry for like a good three days in my head. And then I was like, I have to, to come back and this is gonna be my mission to launch the most transparent brand in the world. And uh, that's what I, I, I've done so far with Believe. It's not, it's not an uncommon story, right? I, I mean, know, I heard very, your story, it's very, pretty similar. Very common story to have those challenges in the beginning. So did, is that somewhere where the Believe name came from? Uh, tell us a little bit about how the, the brand name came about for Definitely. you. Definitely definitely came from from the story because i believe in a better industry i believe in a transparent in industry and that's that's why we do publicly third-party testing I'm, I'm coming up with the vlogs i want to show you everything i want to show every single thing i've met with so many manufacturers you cannot even take a photo in their lab they don't want you to do it and yeah. i'm gonna vlog in my own lab you know that's yeah. how transparent i want things to be because i think the customer is the biggest loser when everybody just do their own shady things so i want to bring light to the industry and uh, the customer is going to win big time yeah no i agree with that 100 percent. so let's talk about publicly um visible third-party testing yeah. so how are you sharing that information with your customers so right now i have a, uh, I have a, a manufacturer that does a portion of my product so whenever I, I have a finished good i send it to a third-party lab uh, I pay for the analysis. This is not something that is required by El Canada. This is something I decide to do on my own. I, I pay for, and then when I have the results, I post it online for every lot number, every flavor, every product. And what are you testing for? Uh, every ingredient on the label, okay. except for the non-medicinal ingredient like sucralose or stevia, things like that. So let's say my BCA, I will test the L-carnitine, the leucine, et cetera, everything. Pump addicts, same thing, citrulline, caffeine. We go through every ingredient. And how easy is it to find this information like on your website? Uh, it's, it's very easy. There's a, a link, analyze yours. You click and there's a form. You just pick your product, pick your lot number, pick the flavor. Super oh, easy. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Super user friendly. Yeah, I mean, I think even Amazon tried, tried to do this not too long ago when they launched their product line for um, it was like vitamin B12 and vitamin D and so on and so forth. <clears throat> But I think um, people were struggling uh, to do this because their manufacturers weren't giving them consistent information or their raw providers were, weren't being consistent for mm -hmm. the manufacturers, at least for, for what Amazon was using from, from what I know in the industry, insider. So that's why yeah. you, you have to, to analyze the finished good. Okay. And do you post anything about the raw ingredients or where you guys are getting them from? Uh, no, I'm just posting about the the end result, but if someone won an analysis or something, uh, I can get to them, no worries. Yeah, but having a finished product tested at the level that you're talking about yeah. is, is pretty unique and should give the customer a, a really good feeling when they click on that link or QR code or whatever it is that takes them to that 
uh, C of A to know, hey, this is the product I'm buying, and here's a third-party lab that tested every ingredient in here that matters to me. So that's that's pretty healthy for them. And is it the same lab every time? Uh, no, sometimes I change. Okay. Yeah. But um, I think this is why our customer retention is so strong in Canada. Because let's say you order from Believe online, you get your analysis on paper, because we ship with them. Uh, or you can go online. It's in the actual order when you yeah. open the box? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. It's basically someone full-time just printing analysis and shipping with order. <laughs> but, uh, okay, let's say you order from Believe, get your order, da -da, and then next month you want to try a different brand. They send you products, but you have no analysis. Right there, I just, you're, you're going to start yeah, asking no. question, you know? And then you go back to Believe because you trust it. And um, one thing is funny, I don't think people uh, realize how easy it would be to cheat any product in the industry. Let's say a pre-workout. What are the ingredients you feel in a pre-workout? Pretty much only the stimulants, right? So let's say I put whatever ingredients, citrulline, betaline, everything on my uh, supplement facts. If I put maltodextrin with stimulants, you're not going to see the difference really. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why we have a lot of uh, garage manufacturers out there that, you know, can't get through FDA audits or get their NSF certificates or anything like that. Because when they come in, they go through the paperwork and process of that and those things get identified most of the time right and then you'll find these 483s online and you know or brand owners like yourself will start testing product if you're using a manufacturer and you be able to see really quickly like what was put into this product right because nobody's in the blend room or the fill room when these manufacturers are making the product exactly. so you got you have to have a trustworthy manufacturer um and you have to have the testing to support that just you know trust but verify as as a lot of people say stop the presses what is maltodextrin? <laughs> a carbohydrate. Yeah. A cheap carbohydrate. Car <laughs> fake yeah. carbohydrate. Okay. <laughs> so wait, you're telling me that I could take a, a tub of malto, which is just, you know, carbs and like essentially crap, right? And throw some flavoring in it and call it a pre-workout? Some caffeine. Some well, caffeine. I mean, not legally. Yeah, right? no, not legally. Not legal. Yeah, no. not legally. You what, can't what would do be that. the, is there like a legal requirement for it to be a pre-workout? Um, that's a great technical question as far as what, which ingredients would consider it a pre-workout. I don't know if there's a technical definition mm -hmm. of, you know, I mean, you could probably put caffeine in, in a product with a few other ingredients and call it a pre-workout, right? So uh, I'm guessing Malto's cheaper than the other stuff? Yeah, Malto, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there was the whole, um, protein spiking that happened years ago, right? When people were using things like glycine and yeah. tar. Oh, this is the thing muscle form got in trouble for. Uh, I don't know if they specifically, so I don't want to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, I remember reading that article. Yeah, publicly. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, we can sure. talk about there that. Was a no, there was, a, yeah, there was yeah. a number of brands that got in trouble for it, right? Yeah. But a lot of them were working in conjunction with their manufacturer, and some weren't. Some didn't mm -hmm. know that that manufacturer <laughs> was doing that, sure. right? They were testing the nitrogen as it relates to how much protein is in there, and these amino acids that are really cheap, like taurine and glycine, they were adding to the product so the product would test that it had the right amount of protein in it but the customer was the one getting screwed so what do we think is happening more is the manufacturer trying to nickel and dime their client or the brand and lying about what they're putting in the product and the brand's not checking it or is the brand trying to nickel and dime the customer by coming up with a, an opportunity for more margin with the lower cogs. Well, I, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it change over 10 years right mm -hmm. I think when we first started I, I think brand owners were not aware of how manufacturers were making more margin and cheating the brand owner and the end consumer, right? 
Um, then when you started seeing things like the amino spiking, uh, brand owners, I believe, and this is just my opinion, they started getting wise to what was going on. So they started looking into it, but they didn't know how to correct it, right? So it was almost like they turned a blind eye because they were like panicking. How do I fix this if my manufacturer is not giving me the right product? Then when you started seeing the lawsuits happen and everything, I feel like for the most part, brand owners have been putting their foot down, right? And that's cleaned up the manufacturing side of things with a lot of manufacturers. You're always going to have your fly-by-night manufacturers, your garage shops that can't get any certifications and are doing things wrong. But that's why the proper vetting process. So I, I watched that whole thing transpire over a decade, right? From brand owners not knowing to brand owners knowing to not knowing how to fix it to now they know how to fix it and they know how to vet and, and work with reputable manufacturers. That's my opinion. Okay, so uh, I'm a brand owner. How do I find a lab to test my product? What do I Google? Well, that's a guy. Good question. As a manufacturer, I had all the contacts, but uh, I don't know. You just send me an email, Julian Billy Supplements. I'm going to give you all the contacts I have. I want you to test your product. Like My dream is that this would be a requirement from the FDA and El Canada. Like. I don't know. I just want every brand to do the same as we do. So, well, I mean, let's let's actually simplify this because I know there's a lot of brand owners that watch this podcast. Yeah. But let's say they've never tested their products, not once. What do they Google to go find a lab to do this? I think the best thing to do is ask their manufacturer first and foremost which third-party labs are you using to test your products, right? Because mm. we're testing raw materials as they come in. Um, we're also testing finished product as it goes out and you're not just using one lab, right? You're, you're using verified labs by your quality department. Uh, and we're using, typically, I think we have about three, three verified labs on rotation. Uh, and for us, any customer that calls us and says, which labs are you using? We share that information with them. And, and so. our, our lab, the labs that we use here at SDC, they're all domestic? Uh, correct. Yes. Okay. And your, are your labs in Canada? Yeah, around Montreal, yeah. And they're all just all over the there's world, a lot of essentially. Labs. Yeah, there's right. a lot of third-party labs. It's just a matter of going and vetting them and you know, getting references, running uh, running a test with a particular lab, and then send, sending that same batch to another lab to make sure you're getting the same result. And if you're not, then you got to figure out which, which lab's not providing the proper but result. So, so, so brands need to know this, right? So they need to test individual batches, right, because they could all be different. And they then need to have an understanding of what they're testing for, because you could be testing for like protein count, right? You could be testing for metals, you could be testing for microbials, you could be testing yep. for, I mean, all sorts of stuff, right? I mean, it'd be a scary thing to test a multi, right? Because there's just so many ingredients that you're making label claim for. Yep. But for something like a protein, it's probably the easiest thing for someone to lie on, right? Um, I mean, I know we have a couple of people that called us saying, hey, you know, we're looking at making this collagen. And they told me the price for the collagen. I'm like, I don't know if that's a real product. <laughs> if you really get it. Happens all the price. time. Like, you're doing a one pound collagen for like four bucks. I'm like, I don't know if there's collagen in this yeah, product. not happening. We should probably go get this tested. When you talk about the multivitamin, um, how expensive it is, that's the reason why we don't have a multivitamins after three years. I think just testing uh, the finished good is about $2,500 per lot. So Depending on how many lot. ingredients, right? I yeah. test every ingredient. Yeah. When a protein come in, I do an amino profile. I don't, I, I don't do a nitrogen balance. We do a full amino profile. You know, and even as a brand owner, when you think about it, when you receive a finished good and you put it in the market, don't you want to know what's in it? 
You should absolutely like, want to know what's in it. Yeah, absolutely. Don't you want to know what you sell to the customers? And you should be testing it before you release it to commerce, right? And so you guys are doing things that you should be doing, but it's also unique because not a lot of people are doing it. And it was scary when, well. when we were very small because these tests are expensive, you know, yeah. testing your BCA, every lot. every. I mean, we were a small company. I was paying for the lab out of my pockets, you know, the lab analysis. Now that we're big, that's, that's the vision we had from the get-go, but... It's an expensive process for sure. That's why brand don't do it. It's very expensive. Yeah. Luckily for us in Canada, if you if a brand get caught now for cheating a product, uh, it goes back to the manufacturer. So both the manufacturer and the brand are not responsible if something happens. I think it's the same here. I mean, it, I'm, look, everyone's liable at that point, right? Yeah. I mean, that's why us as a manufacturer, we need to have our ducks in a row and our quality systems in place from testing the raw materials coming in uh, for identity and efficacy and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, every manufacturer should want to know what's being released to, to the brand owner. And we work with brand owners that, I mean, we test things that we have to test for, like heavy metals and microbials and things that could be dangerous to the consumer, and then work with the brand owner to take it a step further on how much testing of the efficacy of the different raw materials that they want to have as well okay i'm gonna make this a little bit easier for the people at home listening we're gonna talk about something lighter okay all right so we heard where you guys kind of started from interestingly enough you know someone was saying that they're giving you something and they weren't right and eventually you're like i think this could just be better right and you just had the audacity to try and you guys are clearly doing great for doing that right and um, you know, in the three years you've been doing this yourself, in the 10 plus years that you've been doing this yourself, where is the industry going next, right? In Canada, are we seeing keto? Are we seeing CBD? Are we seeing plant-based? I mean, Sean, we talk about this regularly, right? Yeah. And as manufacturers, um, domestically, you know, we see what people are ordering and we kind of know where the industry's going, but I'd love to hear your perspective. Uh, keto has been very strong in the last two years in Canada. I mm-hmm. think it's going down a bit right now, to be honest. I think the next big thing is vegan. Vegan. I yeah, think vegan based. is the next big yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. We have an MPN for that, right? What's that? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Um, so are you seeing that in like the protein area? Are you seeing that in like the plant-based BCAs? Where, where are you seeing it most? I would say mostly protein. Okay. Yeah. I don't think BCAs matter much right now i think people are more focused on the um the protein powders does believe have a vegan i'm working on it right now okay and you're gonna do the same concept unflavored yeah same Um, thing are you gonna do pea hemp like what are you thinking uh we're testing right now a mix of mung bean protein some pumpkin seeds and uh some pea protein for cost efficiency okay yeah and then you're gonna do the flavor packs so that people kind of make what kind of flavors they want same thing but since vegan is uh very hard to sweeten uh, what we're going to do is sell a two pound unflavored with a 75 serving flavor pack. So okay. you can go harder on the flavor. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So how do you do uh, supplement fact panels um, for for that scenario, right? Because, like, um, are you saying for, like, one scoop of flavor, it's this? And then, you know, if you, like, put 10 scoops in it because you really just want the flavor to be perfect, you're essentially just multiplying it by 10? Yeah, these are two separate products. So you have to do the maths yourself. Oh, man. <laughs> this guy's a genius. And I'm sure it's just one or two scoops if you start going above. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even two for, scoops, uh, yeah. you've tested the way with us yeah. yesterday. It's, you know, it's, the taste is very strong. So, I mean, I use half a scoop of chocolate in my protein and it works. So, yeah. 
I just want a whole scoop of Johimbi from now on to put into all of I my think, drinks. I think you got one yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did too. Um, okay, so uh, we were talking about Johimbi a little bit, right? Yeah. So because you're moving into the American market, um, are you able to enhance some of your formulas now with yeah. some stuff that's just like copacetic here but not necessarily in Canada? It's crazy. The U- I love the U.S., man. Like You can <laughs> do whatever with the products. Yesterday I tried the burner. It's definitely too. St- my U.S. burner. I'm never gonna use it. It's okay. way too strong for me. But I'm very sensitive to stimulants. But yeah, there's a big difference between both uh, U.S. and Canada regulations for the ingredients. So you guys can go and have stronger products. That's really exciting, man. I mean, it, it seems like Believe is about to enter a whole different market, right? Which is vastly larger than what you've experienced before. And uh, I mean, as a United States customer, if I got a package and it had like testing information in it, I wouldn't know how to react. At first, I'd be like, wait a second. I think they sent me information they weren't supposed to. Like, <laughs> like, Am I supposed to have this? I'd like hit up their customer support. I'd be like, I think someone accidentally put the records in my shipment. Like, you guys need me to send this back somewhere. Um, and then two, I mean, uh, I know you with your customer retention have a lot of follow ups that you do with your customers, too. Right. So, I mean. Are you expanding your team to handle the American market? Are you hiring people from America to handle customer service? Is there someone with like a Canadian accent that's going to be answering my calls when I call in? Man, I don't know if I can expose my marketing strategies, but... (laughs) (laughs) Tell us everything. Okay. I'd like to have someone full-time that coaches my clients. So whenever you order from Believe... Uh, someone just called you or sent you an email like, hey, do you have any question about nutrition training? Here's some free training. Uh, and, you know, I have personal coach for, you know, maybe 50 to 100 clients per coach, something it's like, like that. Devaney but the, col- the cultures aren't all that different to where if your customer service is U.S. or Canadian. No, I would use right? it for yeah, all the platforms, so very, obviously. Yeah, but very this is my next move marketing-wise. Yeah. So, Okay. Yeah. Okay, what about uh, flavor systems? And we, we spoke about it for a second. Where some flavors in Canada are just different, different than what it is here. It is, yeah. But um, are you going to take this opportunity to create some you know, new flavor choices for the customer base? I will, yeah. The flavor we're going to launch in the U.S. are going to be different. Um, I think you guys work with very good flavor housing. I mean, I was impressed by uh, how good your R&D are. And go on, go on. Keep, yeah, keep no, going. you guys are good. <laughs> I, I talked about it in the last podcast, and this is not a smoke show. You guys know what you're doing. Uh, there's a reason why you are NSF. Are registered and I can see it here when I come. So definitely gonna work with you guys, and uh, hopefully you're gonna give me my flavor codes in the context you have, so I can use the flavors in Canada too. Yeah, we actually <laughs> had a, a conversation about. Uh, we had a podcast about oh, yeah. a whole podcast about flavor codes and customers and manufacturers and how to work together to make sure everybody feels comfortable. Uh, so we definitely have solutions for that. Yeah, we, we have the contract ready for you. We're gonna sign in blood. And then you can have whatever you want. Good. <laughs> no, you just have to take a shot of Yohimbi before signing anything. Yeah. That's going to be like the new requirement here. Um, okay, so uh, last question for this episode. Do you feel like your Canadian customers are going to be upset with anything that's going to be different in America and vice versa? I made some stories yesterday while I was doing something with you guys. I probably had 32 DMs of people and retailers saying, are we going to have access to your U.S. Uh, formulas and flavors? I was like, shit, I have to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they saw you reacting to the Yohimbi. I'm sure they were just like, uh, we need this. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see. 
Probably not. Well, I, I think like we talked yesterday too. Uh, you'll you'll start as you continue to do all the marketing that, that you're so great at. You'll continue to get those international customers reaching out to you outside of Canada and the U.S. as well, right? Um, and they're going to want so they're going to have kind of choice between if they want Canadian or U.S. formulas, yeah. which gives a little bit of variety for them. And we can support you with all the paperwork you need for that. Yeah, as I well. think they'll get the U.S. versions. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sweet man, I mean, dude, thanks for coming out to Pittsburgh. I know this is a tropical vacation for you. Yeah, weather's good. So, man. I mean, you're welcome. You look right? a little more tan than <laughs> you did when you got here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hope you have a safe flight back. And uh, I can't wait to update people on everything that you're doing. This I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for the tour, for the sampling, everything. I think we're going to do good business together. And like I said on the previous podcast, Every brand owner, I really recommend you come to SDC. And uh, Sean, we can work on this discount later if you get some leads from this podcast. But <laughs> hey, uh, we, we appreciate the opportunity. And there's nothing more that I like doing than paying commissions. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> All right, perfect. Thank you, guys. All right, thanks.